here's what to expect today. So when that thing clicked and I realized how much I can bring to the table, I've created a six-figure business. I've mm-hmm. created a really good presence for myself on Facebook. That's one of the ways I was getting clients for my photography business is I was doing a lot of organic marketing without even realizing what I was doing and that it was unique. So not paying for any Facebook ads, not doing any sleazy promotional tactics. I was having a lot of conversation. There was a lot of visual storytelling and people were asking me, how did I get myself so visible? So when all of this collapsed into one thing, I'm like, oh my God, I've been completely missing out. Yes. Yes. And that was when I created my very first challenge. This is how the challenge started about Ah. six years ago that I created instead of chasing after people one at a time, Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to do this really fun, practical 21 day challenge and I'll offer it for $57. And almost overnight, I had 43 people sign up for it. The adventure of entrepreneurship and building a life and business you love, preferably at the same time, is not for the faint of heart. That's why Heather Pierce Campbell is bringing you a dose of guts, grit, and great business stories that will inspire and motivate you to create what you want in your business and life. Welcome to the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast, where endurance is required. Now here's your host, the legal website warrior, Heather Pierce Campbell. Hello and welcome. I am Heather Pierce Campbell, the Legal Website Warrior. I'm an attorney and legal coach based here in Seattle, Washington. Welcome to another episode of Guts, Grit, and Great Business. So today I am super excited to bring my friend and somebody I really tremendously admire, Alina Vincent, onto the show today. Welcome, Alina. Well, such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And Many of you probably know of Alina already. If you don't know, so Alina and I met through a mutual friend, Jay Facet. I overlapped with Alina at several events, and I was just a fan from the beginning. I got to watch Alina present, and I can say pretty conclusively that of and I've I've spent some time in the online world. I tend to like not stop getting myself educated on all kinds of things. Done a lot of online education and. Alina's courses, and I'm just going to start by saying this, are so brilliantly done. They're, and even in Jay's words, like you actually complete them. Like how miraculous is that? So many we don't complete. But Alina, her style of teaching, like there's just so much that I love about the way that you present your material, Alina, and you make it doable. You actually make like the work that you teach feel really doable. So I just admire that so much about your work. Thank you. You're welcome. So Alina is owner of Business Success Edge. She's based in Nevada. Her business serves coaches, authors, speakers, and experts by helping them create successful online programs, engaged Facebook communities. So if you are not familiar yet yet with Alina's Facebook community, um, I think it's called Business Owners Who Play Big or Who Think Think Big, big. Who Think Big. Uh Um, You need to go there. There's like 32,000 people in that group. um, And She also supports people in building and creating profitable five-day challenges. So um, she's a business strategist, a speaker, and the author of the brand new book, Teach Your Expertise, How to Grow a Business and Become a Success by Creating an Online Class or Program. 
Um, she literally, like, I consider her the original creator of the five day Facebook challenge. So people everywhere have seen those now, but they basically originated with Alina. And so you have her to thank for how brilliant um, those work, especially the way that she teaches them. Um, and she has created the five day challenge launch formula, which helped her grow her own business from zero to over a million dollars in just four years. She is passionate about helping entrepreneurs package and monetize their knowledge and expertise to create a leveraged and scalable business. Experts hire her for strategic advice and a simple step-by-step approach to creating successful online programs, engaged Facebook communities, and again, profitable five-day challenges. So like I said at the beginning, like if you want to watch a master really teach um, and, and especially in the online space, teach digital course building, teach how to do it the right way. You've got to connect with Alina. So Alina, I'm so happy to have you here. There's so much more to your story that we can get into, but I'll leave it there for, for, um, for the beginning. Sure. <laughs> um, thanks for joining very kind me. of you, Heather. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I've gotten to know you better and there's a lot of parts of your journey that I love. Um, some big transitions that you made in your life and career and being a former photographer myself, I especially love that like you were in photography originally when you came to the States and set up this thriving photography business. I giggled when you told me the part about you know, delivering photography services as the main thing. And then they got a side of business coaching, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. which I think is how you transitioned into like the business building business coaching space. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. It was a lot more stories along the way. A lot more stories. <laughs> so talk to us about those days of the photography work. What did you, what did you love? Like, how did you originally get into photography? Well, the interesting thing is there's a little bit more to the story that started before my photography yeah. business, because uh, growing up, I never even once would have thought that I wanted to have a business because mm. I was a third generation teacher. So my parents were professors at the university. My grandparents were professors at the university. So I grew up with this notion that the only way to be valued and productive in life is get degrees and teach. Like that's the only way to kind that's of be. Right. And uh, so I went to school, I got degrees. Uh, this is when I came to the United States from former Soviet Union. I'm mm-hmm. from Uzbekistan originally. So in my 20s, I came here to go to get more school. So I was getting, kept getting degrees. I was teaching at the university. I worked as an instructional designer, helping integrate technology into online education and create those hybrid and online classes that everybody now has to create in right. the school system. So eventually I realized that I really didn't like having a boss and I really didn't like having somebody to tell me how much I get paid. And I really didn't like that anytime I wanted to be creative, I had to get permission and I had to get permission for pretty much anything I wanted to do. So eventually I started realizing that wasn't quite me. So this was like right after the 2008 recession Mm. that I went to my husband and said, I think I want to quit my job and I think I want to start a business. And he just looked at me. He said, as long as it makes you happy, which was not quite the response I wanted. I was hoping he would talk me out of it, but he totally supported me. And I quit my job and I started the business without knowing anything about the business. Mm. And the most interesting thing is people often ask me how much of a culture shock was it coming from former Soviet Union to America. And I can tell you that it was nothing comparing to the culture shock coming from the academic world to the world of having your own business. Interesting. Because, uh, yeah. So the hardest part was 
I didn't realize that you cannot just be good enough to have a business. Like it's not enough. So I felt like I was completely invisible. Nobody knew what I was doing. Everybody was questioning how long I've been in business and I couldn't get clients. I felt like the whole entire, like the first few months of me having my business was chasing after people, trying to convince them to work with me. And the responses were like, well, no, I have a camera or my brother can take my picture or whatever it was. So I realized really quickly that I had to learn about marketing. My first mm-hmm. thought when I started my business was like, yay, photography has always been my hobby. I've always, I was everywhere, always with a camera. So I thought like, I'll start that business and I'll spend years learning more about the stuff I love, which lens to use with all of those Photoshop tricks and how to get better. Yeah, no. I spent a whole entire first year learning about marketing, learning about like all of those things, like how to network and how to create sales, business cards and how in to person sales. Yes. yes. All of that. And I got a coach. That was one of the bright decisions. I didn't even realize I accidentally hired a lady and it turns out later that she was a coach and she had a mastermind. So I had a coach and I had a mastermind. And I think that's what change the trajectory mm. of my business because she made me focus. She made me narrow down uh, my specialty. She helped me raise my prices. She helped me figure out how to actually explain what I do. And my business went to six figures in the first 18 months, which mm. is kind of unheard of. And I kept learning more about marketing and I kept, like I switched my, so I went through a whole bunch of different niches from boudoir photography to stock photography to pretty much I'll do anything for anyone photography. <laughs> and eventually I became known as the marketing photographer. Uh, uh. So I worked with a lot of business owners, helping them with their headshots and their marketing. And what happened is they would come to me and we would have like three, four hour sessions where would, they would get their hair, their makeup. And the whole entire time I was talking to them, what kind of business do you have? And who's your ideal audience? And what kind of message do you want to um, to portray? And how, the, how are you going to use these uh, images in your marketing? And I started getting that feedback that they were getting more coaching from me while I was taking their headshot that they were getting from their own coaches. So when the time came and I realized that my photography business was not scalable because I was still trading hours for dollars and I basically stopped making money as soon as I stopped working. And as I was looking at creating a more leveraged and scalable model where I could leverage my time, leverage my efforts and serve like hundreds or thousands of people at the same time, the decision was pretty easy to go from like, I'm no longer a marketing photographer. Now I'm going to help people learn marketing and help them build their businesses online. Oh, I love that. There's, there's a lot of pieces of that story that I love. I mean, one, your background in instructional design really shows, but clearly you also just have a knack for business. Like, like the photography. I did not piece, think that didn't at think all. So. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I thought I had like zero business skills and zero business acumen. I thought selling was a bad word for years. Well, and you're not alone in that, right? So many people, when they go to start a business, right? We all, at least most of us initially start it from the standpoint of we're a technician wanting to do a certain thing. And we think we can do that thing relatively well. So therefore we can build a business around it. And what we learn, which you learned in a hurry and luckily applied all of the skills and the education that you were getting is that you have to learn marketing and sales and business systems and technology, right? Mm -hmm. All of this other stuff that gets layered on, but obviously you adapted, you combined that knowledge, grew your own business, and then 
quickly outgrew your own business. But I just love that piece about people hiring you for photography and really getting the business coaching piece. So tell us a little bit about that transition period from photography into business, other, other business, business coaching, whatever you did next. Yeah, it was interesting because on one hand, I was making more money than I was making in my job at the university. Mm-hmm. And it was like I could set my own hours, sort of, which means I set my hours to be 80 hours a week because it's like, hey, why stop here? Because oh I gosh. get paid anytime I work. Right. So that phrase that was, of, yes, entrepreneurs yeah. are the crazy breed who will spend 80 hours of work a week, you know, to avoid working 40 or whatever. Go somebody like else. That. Yes, yes you live that reality. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And the pain point, like the big pain point there was that I couldn't take time off. And I in order for me to increase my business, I would have to like double the hours I worked and I already was working kind of nonstop. And because I have a little bit of this like addictive personality, it's like, well, I can make more next week. I can do more. It's like, well, all I have to do is work more. So it ended up being this kind of a really bad chase of like, I can make more money. I just have to sleep less hours. <laughs> I, I know that feeling. I feel like I'm a little bit in the middle of, of that little merry-go-round. Yeah. yeah. So, and this is one of the things I'm, I'm really watching right now and looking at like what's leveraged, what's not, because it's really easy to get caught up in this excitement of like, I love doing this. I love working with these people. I love doing, I don't even need sleep. I don't even need to eat. It's like, yes, of course I can squish my hours and put another appointment in the middle. And it's okay for a little bit, especially if you're younger, but yeah, it was starting to kind of yeah, not be a good <laughs> creating yes. other side effects in my life. And at the same time, I was trying to find myself. So I, I knew enough that I needed to go more leveraged. So I published two books while I was still in my photography business. So you mentioned I have a brand new book that just mm-hmm. got released called Teach Your Expertise. My last book was six years ago. That was still in the photography business. Oh, so nice. I was trying to see like, oh, if I do a book, that's going to give me more credibility. Maybe I can start teaching people. I started teaching photography classes. I started teaching, like I even back went back to our local college and was doing evening classes because I've always been missing that teaching piece. Like I've always mm-hmm. wanted to learn something and teach people. So what I loved when I was working at the university and when I was an instructional designer is I had this access to people. Like there was constant interaction. And when I went into the photography, I definitely had my creative outlet, but I had less of the teaching abilities because mm-hmm. I could teach people like here and there, like, oh, turn this way. This is going to be a better post. And they, people were saying like, now I know how to take good pictures because you've taught me. So it's always been part of my, like, I can't not teach, yes. but I was missing this big interaction and big impact with many people, like teaching a 200 people class at the university. It also filled me with joy. So I was missing mm-hmm. that in the photography. So all of those pieces kind of started to come together and I started started to experiment with what to call myself because I didn't want to be a marketing photographer. So I went back and forth like I am visual marketing expert or I am XYZ. So like there were all of those creative titles where when I would tell them to people, they would have no clue what I was talking about. (laughs) And uh, one day I attended a business conference, one of those three-day life events. And it was one of my first ones in this industry, in this kind of online coaching business industry. And uh, somebody sat next to me, And at the table, we were given an assignment, like, introduce yourself. 
And I couldn't even introduce myself because I couldn't figure out what my current label. So I would introduce myself. Well, look, I used to be a photographer and that and this. And now I help people with their visual marketing identity or whatever gibberish I was talking about. Um, it sounded really good at the time. Well, and, but I uh, think anybody listening can actually relate to what you just said, especially in periods of transition or yes. branding or up-leveling. It's like, how do I convey what I do in a way that people really will get, right? It's a it's a real piece of figuring out that business oh, puzzle. It's a struggle. And like yeah. so many clients that I work with right now, this is where they're stuck. Like yes. they're, they're stuck on creating, the, finding that new creative, new way of mm. calling themselves to separate themselves from everybody else. And yet if you separate yourself too much, nobody even understands what you're doing. So it's, it's a definite struggle. Yes. So this guy who sat next to me, he goes, none of that makes sense. Uh, you're a business coach because you help people market themselves. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not a business coach. I had this a little bit of like, yeah, no, like there's thousands <laughs> of business coaches in this room and I'm not one of Definitely them. Definitely not that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're a business coach. And I seriously, so lunch was over. I uh, walked away and I was thinking about, it. I was like, I guess that actually describes what I do. And I guess I have been teaching and coaching people for years. I just never put that label on it. So I went back to him. I was like, huh, I guess you're right. And, uh, turned out he was, he had another event. He, he was leading an event. Turned out he was a big deal. Um, and I didn't <laughs> even know when I was sitting next to him. So I came to his event about two weeks later and he was actually teaching people how to start a coaching business. Mm. And he became my coach for the following two and a half years. So, and he helped me kind of, uh, wrap my brain around this. Like, how do you create a business that does not require you to be there one on one, uh, all the time with people? So that was kind of that, that was the funny transition because I remember, and for a while I was still like, I'm not a business coach. So I called myself a business strategist because even that felt a little bit more creative. So I'm still a business strategist. Yes. No, so I like the, it. It's, that's the transition. Yes. Well, I love it. You know, it's real. It's honest. I think a lot of people can relate to the, you know, two steps forward, one step back. What am I doing? Do I call it this? Do I go this direction? And, um, I think it's just truthfully, the nature of business and the nature of evolution and growing, right? For sure. The thing I love yeah. about where you're at now, because I can see it, like your your inclination and your natural ability to teach, right? Your background in instructional design or technology or whatever. And then all of it, <laughs> all of it right? And then where you're at, it's just like the perfect combination of all your skills, it is now, but that's not how, so when I said, okay, I am a business coach now. Okay. I'll try this for a little bit. It was not smooth road. So I went through almost four months where I let go of my photography business and I said, okay, I'm not going to take any more clients. So that income stopped. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, how hard can it be? I have a ABD in theoretical physics. I already created one six figure business. Like now all I have to do is just like snap my fingers and have another profitable business. And for the first four months, I could not get a single client. And uh, because in the business coaching world, you kind of, you start going under after those high-end ticket offers where you work with people one-on-one, -on -one, you have a strategy session and you say like, here's my package. And that did not work for me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Conversation kind of went like this. Oh, you are a photographer. Why would I hire you as my business coach? Like what kind of, how long you've been coaching? It's like, well, about five minutes now. So I, I was in a, such a mess again because I didn't know my value. I didn't realize that 
I was using my experiences as of five minutes ago versus my whole life to present who right. I was. Like I completely disregarded everything that I've done up until that, that point and was starting as if I was starting from scratch. Mm. And I dug myself a big hole because we went through most of our savings. We went through a lot of, like I talked to a lot of people and got zero people interested in working with me. So the big, uh, that, the big magic moment came mm. after it was basically, I got to a point where I had to dust off my resume and I started sending them. Interestingly enough, uh, my two, the two universities I was applying for, one was in Portland, one was in Seattle. Oh, you're so kidding. It, the life could have been completely different, right? If, you could be my neighbor. Yes. I know. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, I remember I was sitting in a car thinking like, I need to get that next client or else. And of course, was that attitude that you never get anything, right? Because right. it was like almost out of desperation, almost like I got to get it or else. Totally sign and, on the line. <laughs> yes, I need you to pay me or I can pay the mortgage. And that's when something snapped together. And I realized that what I was doing is I was completely disregarding everything that I've done up until now. Mm. So everything you just said, I have a degree in computer science. I'm good with technology. I can speak technology. I can learn something and teach it the next day. And I've done this before. And I have an engineering degree. So I know how to break things apart. I know how to create processes mm -hmm. and I know how to simplify things. And I have my creative side that allows me to be like super out of the box, come up with like these intuitive mm -hmm. solutions. I have a strong intuitive side so I can, so I, but I can use my brain and I can use all of those other interesting powers that we all have. So, and I have helped people create programs. I have five international awards for the online courses I've designed. So I'm an, an award-winning instructional designer. So all of those yeah. pieces, when I started my coaching business, I completely forgot that I had them. Like, it's almost like I had a brain wipe. It's like, yep, I'm a brand new person. I'm going to be a brand new coach. And of course you don't stand out. Of course, nobody wants mm -hmm. to work with you because you don't believe in yourself. So when that thing clicked and I realized how much I can bring to the table, I've created a six-figure business. I've mm -hmm. created a really good presence for myself on Facebook. That's one of the ways I was getting clients for my photography business is I was doing a lot of organic marketing without even realizing what I was doing and that it was unique. So not paying for any Facebook ads, not doing any sleazy promotional tactics. I was having a lot of conversation. There was a lot of visual storytelling and people were asking me, how did I get myself so visible? So when all of this collapsed into one thing, I'm like, oh my God, I've been my completely bomb. missing out. Yes. yes. And that was when I created my very first challenge. This is how the challenge started about ah. six years ago that I created instead of uh, chasing after people one at a time, mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to do this really fun, practical 21 day challenge and I'll offer it for $57. And almost overnight, I had 43 people sign up for it. So I went from like not having a single client, everybody saying, yeah, no, this is great. Good for you. I'm so glad you're doing something with your life kind of uh, responses to this like, oh, you're going to teach us how we can get clients from Facebook ourselves. And that's how my business got started. So I did that 21 day challenge and three people who finished the challenge, they said, oh my God, we can see how much we can learn from you. We can see how much you can help us with all of the aspects of our business. And they paid me $2,000 a month for six months, like three mm. people. So that was like the nice. biggest payday I've ever had. And yeah. it's because by teaching and by giving them value, I showed them what's possible. So that, mm. that was kind of the, the next transition moment that set my next business on the map.
Oh, I hope for folks that are listening, like that moment, and I want to take you back to that moment where, you know, you had this recognition, kind of this light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh, I could bring my whole self to what I'm doing right now. Like you had all this brilliant background and like knowing you now and like actually seeing your work in action. It's really fun to hear this story because like, you know, not just anybody can show up and design a course and make it like so straightforward that people can consume. They're empowered to take the next step. They do it. And it shows up in your Facebook challenges as well, which I've been through. And Mm -hmm. for anybody listening, like I just highly recommend you do it for the experience. Like even now I'm still intimidated by Facebook full stop. Like I've never (laughs) figured out that platform. We've been talking for months about doing a Facebook challenge and, Uh you know, you'd been doing it in your photography business, like no problem. And like the joy of bringing all your skills to the table. How did that recognition happen? Like you were in this moment of desperation, but talk to me about how you actually fit that puzzle together. I don't know if there was like one specific moment, Mm -hmm. but I think it was this whole, like I tasted the, the taste of the entrepreneurship. I've tasted mm. that freedom. I've tasted that potential. I started seeing more of what other people are doing. And I think mm. it's more of a self-pity, like, I'm smarter than you. You know how we all think, like, well, if they can do it, <laughs> I can do it, right? And like, seriously, I'm like, why can't I get it? What's wrong mm. with me? Like, I went through a lot of that. And like, why is it not working? And what I realized is I was looking at just like the last three months or the last like four months of struggle. Vision. Yes, right. And this vision. is all I was bringing. Like if somebody would ask me, do you have any other clients? I would be like, no, you would be my first, which is not what anybody <laughs> wants to hear. But if you, if I would have said, hey, I have 20 years of teaching at the university mm-hmm. level, I've created a six-figure business, so I can definitely, like, it's a completely different positioning. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that positioning piece and disregarding, like, Right now, when people come to me and they go, I don't know what I can teach, or I don't know what I can create a course around, or I don't know what I can offer to people. It's like, okay, however old you are, 30, 50, 60, like Mm -hmm. your whole entire life prepared you for this moment. So you don't Mm -hmm. need to learn anything else. You don't need another certification. You don't need another somebody to tell you that you're ready, just looking at your life, your life experiences, like all of the different lessons learned, all the celebrations or the, the, the worst possible traumas and situations that you've experienced in your life. They mm-hmm. all give you the ability to teach somebody who could be in your situation and give them that relief and give them that solution. So um, that was that big realization that I have to bring all of myself. I have to bring different pieces of me. And looking back, I know the reason I didn't like being at the university is I didn't have the creative outlet. <laughs> so when I was working at the university for 16 years, I've always like, I've gotten to scrapbooking, I've done macrame, I've done knitting, I've done crocheting, I've done painting. So it's almost like I had to come home and then I had to satisfy that left brain of like some kind of artistic creative. When I was doing photography, it kind of went the other way. So I was only doing creative work and less thinking and logical and processes. So and where I am right now, the reason it's working so beautifully is I use my whole entire brain, the left side Mm -hmm. and the right side on an everyday basis. Like every single day there's creative solutions there's um, even writing copy or creating like designing whatever you want to do for your website and solving problems and teaching people so what where I am thriving right now is I get to use every single one of my experiences even the the little things where like 
like people always say like, so yeah, I have this degree in something or I have this, I have this job as something. It still adds to something. Um, one of my clients was saying like, well, I have nothing to bring to the table. I'm like, okay, tell me your life story. And she's like, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, what kind of hobbies did you have? What did you do as a child? Turns out she's spent like 13 years as a violinist. Like, okay, you have to use it on your thing because if, even if you just mention it, like a classically trained violinist, mm -hmm. like it shows the persistence, it shows patience, it shows dedication, it shows sticking to something, it shows mastery. Like how can all of those little things, even if you were a dog groomer, even if you were, if you had a newspaper route, every single thing you've ever done always mm -hmm. leads you to something. And the way I was thinking before was like, well, okay, so I have this degree in physics. How's it going to help me with my photography business, right? You, so you disregard it. Yes. Or yeah, I had my photography business. How does it help me with coaching? Like throw it away. And in reality, every single thing you've ever done in your life brought you to this point where you have your own unique solution to something, mm -hmm. even if you don't realize that you have it. And I think that's the beauty. Like This is what I love helping people right now. Pull that unique story, mm -hmm. that unique solution that they can provide. And often it's not what they think they're going to be creating or the business they're creating. It's something that they are sitting at, like they're sitting on a gold mine without yes. seeing that that's what their genius is. Well, and the thing that I really love about this conversation is the timing. Like how many people need to hear this right now. Like we're in the midst of this crazy time. People that were not entrepreneurs before are having to shift and consider that path. People mm -hmm. who were entrepreneurs, but maybe were not showing up online in the way that they wanted to now are really having to consider that path. Um, and so for folks listening, I mean, the power of that statement of like literally everything you've done in your life has led you here. You mm -hmm. have what it takes to do the next thing. And regardless of whether you think your experience combines to create something obvious or something that, you know, people will want, there mm -hmm. is something in there. Like Alina said, you're sitting on a gold mine. So how do you help? I mean, aside from just listening and learning life stories, for mm -hmm. somebody that's listening to this conversation now, how do you help pull out of them? And, and obviously, you know, one thing I'll, I'll put a plug in for the importance of mentors and like even mm -hmm. in your own path, hiring business coaches, hiring people that can help you see that next step. So maybe that's the answer, but is there anything that you can say to folks who are listening about right, about right now, how to figure out what it is that they're sitting on? Right. Ooh, okay. Well, first of all, in my book, in <laughs> chapter two, <laughs> there's a whole questionnaire on how you can find that niche and how you can narrow down. I have two mm. pages of questions that you can ask yourself. And it's questions like what comes easy to you? What can you do in your sleep? If somebody were to put you on stage right now and tell you, talk for the next 15 minutes, what is it that you want to talk about? And there's more questions. There's more yes. questions like that. And very often it's like, um, like I was talking to a lady yesterday and she says, um, well, I think I want to do this, but everybody always asks me to do X, Y, Z, but I still want to do this. It's like, no, if people are asking you all the time to do something, they're telling you what they would pay for. They're telling you what they would invest in. They, they are the ones who recognize that unique expertise that you have. So yes. often we get stuck on here's what I want to bring to the world versus what the world actually wants from you. 
Well, and I love that for, and if you're listening, so I'm going to put a link to Alina's book in the show notes, be sure to visit legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast, find Alina's episode, and we will put a link to her latest book, um, which will be live by the time this conversation is published. Um, (laughs) But I love that chapter two, two pages of questions. And okay, so let me let me tell you this. So the book is called teach your expertise, you can go to Amazon and find it right now. Um, So second chapter or I think it's chapter one it's the oh, second okay. chapter of the book so somewhere there the, the first two chapters you will find like my process of starting to think of how do you recognize that expertise mm-hmm. choosing your hot topic I call it a hot topic and then how do you narrow it to something that people actually want to buy and then in the rest of the book there are 20 inspirational stories from people just like you from people who always been entrepreneurs all their lives from people who switched from niche to niche to niche from people who went from corporate and went into uh into business from Mm. people who went from academic world kind of like me and then started their own business from people who were housewives and then started their own business or from people who had a brick and mortar business for example one of my clients uh they have it's a couple actually antonia and greg and they've had a hands-on body working business Mm-hmm. So they have a chapter. So I would highly, highly recommend you reading the rest of the book as well, because you're going to hear real life stories of people who's tried to build their online business and succeeded. And creating an online program was part of that. But even bigger than that is how they've used their life story, how they mm-hmm. use their experiences. And sometimes you go with the idea and it, this is it. Sometimes you try an idea and it's not quite there. You try another idea and it's not, and it's totally okay because everybody is on their own journey. But I would highly recommend that you read everybody else's chapters as well, because not only you're going to see how different people with different backgrounds, with different stories, overcoming different, like from addictions to uh, traumas, to deaths, like there's mm. a lot of really powerful stories, but also every single chapter, they're going to tell you what helped them move that needle, what helped them focus on that idea, what helped them to stick to that idea and to continue moving and how that led to their success and entrepreneurial freedom if you want. Mm. So that's kind of a plug for the book. <laughs> oh, no, so. I'm, I'm so glad that we naturally got there, right? Yes. Because that's the next big thing on your list. And, you know, underscoring the importance of story and seeing mm-hmm. how other people did it, even sometimes despite the odds. I mean, there's a woman that actually applied to be on my podcast and I find her story very interesting. It's about how she was a swim instructor, right? Pre-COVID. She's entirely transitioned her swim lessons online to be virtual. Like how on earth, like, I don't even know anything yet about the details of how she's done it, but she's done it and she's done it successfully. So mm-hmm. if you can teach lessons, you know, swimming lessons online virtually, like I'm pretty sure there's lots of other things you can be doing online. But the other thing I love about your share is this idea that sometimes the ideas have been tapping at the window, right? Mm -hmm. People have been, and this is partly, and I I did an episode on intuition that I love, but sometimes like we're already sitting on the solution and we don't even know it because of what you said, like we're attached to an idea, but actually, you know, we're a degree or two off. And it's actually right here because people have already been telling us what they would hire us to do, what they would want to tell your story on that. You know how we, when we talk about our transitions and our journeys, everything's like, okay. And then I made that decision and 
like the the sky parted, the sun shine, the sun was shining, I and the birds was, everything it, I wanted. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not quite the same. So I'm going to tell you about my uh, the choice for the topic for my first challenge because that was also a struggle. Mm. So. The, as I was, when I was the photographer, still had the photography business, I told you that I was uh, like starting to get traction on Facebook. I started to get clients. I started to get strangers reaching out to me saying like, I've seen you work on like, like they would call me and say, Hey, uh, uh, how do I sign up to work with you? I'm like, do you know who I am? Yes. I've been following you online for, for a little bit. Like, do you want to know how much it is? No, I just want to know if you're available next Tuesday. I mean, it became that easy because wow. uh, they could see from what I was posting, what the experience of working with me would be, uh, what people were mm. talking about, what the results were. So all of that contributed. So people like I would go to networking events here locally. I'm part of the eWomen network and a few other networking events. And people who saw me when I first started my business about a year after, all the people I was looking up to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so much further in business than me. You've been doing business. They started coming to me and saying, wow, I see you everywhere on Facebook. You're so visible. How did you do that? And so when it came to, for me to choose that topic for that first challenge for the first online digital training that I wanted to create. Um, I asked people, what would you like to learn from me? And they said, we want to know how you do Facebook. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't want to be known as a Facebook lady, anything but that. And I was trying like, oh, I'll teach you. Like I was going for generic stuff. Like I teach people how to get from point A to point B. And everybody's like, whatever. <laughs> Or like, I'm really good at seeing the big picture and the small steps and I can help you walk you through and people go, whatever. So people need like all of that is so general. Pretty much every business owners can say the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And what people wanted from me was they wanted to know how I organically get clients from Facebook. And I was screaming and kicking and they like, they had to drag me to this idea. And I created that challenge and it was called Facebook traffic explosion. Later, I renamed it to get clients from Facebook, which is a little bit more of my language. Um, but, and I did it. And then I started to get known as the Facebook lady because people started saying like, Oh, I just took this challenge. It was awesome. When she's doing it again, uh, please make sure to sign up. I started getting people asking me to speak on stages and talk about my process and my methods. I had big names in the industry, like people with hundred thousand people lists reaching out to me and saying, uh, I heard that you have this training. That's really good. And people getting results. I would like to promote you. I'm going to send an emails to my list about your work. I'm like, did you get the wrong number? But <laughs> it was unbelievable. And I did not like one little bit that I was becoming known as a Facebook lady. And I kept saying like, no, I'm a marketing strategist. No, I'm this. Like I would actually correct people when they called me like a Facebook marketing expert. Seriously. And then about a year or two after that, I eventually said, Oh, that's what people want from me. And this is how they remember me. And this is the, that's the box they need to put me in their heads for me to be known for that. And then for a while there, I still feel like, oh, I don't want to be known as Facebook lady, even though people still call me like their Facebook lady. And then for the last three years or so, once I really started, uh, got my formula for the five day challenges when mm -hmm. I started, uh, teaching this, then my focus became like, okay, now I want to be known as the as the five day challenge expert. And now I'm way more happy there, but it's still, you have to go with wh where the market is and what they want from you, not with how you see yourself or how you, how you think it reflects on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's such a great example because you're right. Some people might pick something initially and it sticks, but most people, that's not how it works. 
you have to try something, test it, test it, test it. And while, you know, it's really great to think that like we can create our own market for something, you know, for most people, that's not the case. Like we have to get back to business fundamentals of what does the marketplace need, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly some artists can create a marketplace for their work because they've got a brand name established or something, but most of us live in the real world and we are in some kind of marketplace and it responds in certain ways and we have to take that information. But I love that example of like, you know, people letting you know along the way what they're looking for, what their actual need is. And it's a really good reminder for us, I think, to be observant, Mm -hmm. to really be listening to the folks that we're connecting with in business, because um, there's so much that we can glean if we just pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so there's specific words and phrases you can be looking for or specific questions you can ask yourself. So mm-hmm. number one, what are people always asking your advice with? That's a really good signal. Another one, if people say like, oh my gosh, you make it look so easy. Like what are those things that people tell you about? Oh, you always look so great. Or you, uh, you're so great with titles mm-hmm. or you're so good at uh, understanding X, Y, Z. So what are those things that people compliment you on and you just dismiss And because for most of us, it's like, well, doesn't everybody know that? Doesn't it come easy for everybody else? Mm -hmm. That was my thought was the Facebook too. Like, isn't everybody else doing the same thing? Mm -hmm. And one of my clients said, no, we're all struggling. So we all want to have what you have because we don't know how to get there. And Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, well, how hard can it be? Like it came so naturally to me. And then certain things don't come naturally to me whatsoever. Like I have to learn or I have to find somebody else to do it. So watching out how other people recognize your expertise and instead of dismissing it write it down say like oh three people this week asked me about like how did i create such a beautiful uh whatever banner for my facebook profile or uh, people say you're so good on facebook lives or people say wow i love your clothes i love your style so what is that one thing that you keep getting compliments on or people say like you're so good at it i wish i was like you so those are really Mm -hmm. good signals that for that's what everybody else around you recognizes as your unique expertise. Mm, I love that. And the piece about write it down, like, again, pay attention to it and write it down because, you know, it's one thing to hear it, but even this exercise. So I launched a a personal, and this will be outdated by the time this interview airs, but I launched a personal passion project this week called the Leap Lab, where I'm walking a group of 10 women through, it's really just like some personal development work, like, the midst of COVID, there's a lot of constraints for people that are juggling multiple balls. Maybe they've got small children, maybe they're caretaking for somebody, like still trying to run a business right on top of all of this. And one of the things, and we're two days in, but the power of writing things down, even from like a journaling perspective, but what you're saying here is recording what you're getting from folks, because mm-hmm. seeing it on the page really different than having thoughts be running around, you know, taking up space in your mind. And there really is something powerful about putting pen to paper, putting it down. It forces you to look at it in a way that often we haven't done yet. And so I just want to point that out. It's a really, really great tip, especially if you're still in the business building journey of processing what should come next. What does this look like? Where am I headed? If you're struggling with any of those pieces, And you can take it one step further. So the reason I like those kind of teeny little ideas, sometimes it is going to be a project. Sometimes it is going to be a program. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is. But if you are still testing the market, if you're still like 
being torn because we're all multi-passionate, multi-creative. We all have like all of these amazing ideas. This is where I love the idea of five-day challenges because you can easily test something. And in five days, you'll know if this is something your market resonates with, if you have access to your ideal market, if it's something that people want to learn from you. Like I have so many people say like, who's ever going to learn it? Who's ever going to want this? Who will like do a five-day challenge? And seriously, in five days, you'll know who. Yeah. And they go, wow, people said they've never heard it this way before. Or they said this was such a unique perspective or mm-hmm. things finally clicked, like all of those things. And the best boost to your self-esteem, it's not like, yeah. So one thing is to say like, oh, we have to work on your confidence and we have to do all this inner work. And yes, you'd say the affirmations and you'll believe in yourself. And of course it plays a part. To me, one of the easiest ways to increase somebody's confidence and increase somebody's um, understanding of the value they can provide is get them to do a five-day challenge because there's nothing equals to a reaction of the people who are learning from you and mm. telling you in real time, oh my God, you just blew my mind. I'm looking at the world completely differently. My business relationship, life, health is going to be changed because of these five days. And like you completely can transform how you see the value you bring because you've touched somebody's life. And we overthink, we sit back. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go out when I, when I feel like I'm an expert, when somebody tells me that I'm an expert, when I'm visible enough, when I already have 10,000 people on my list, then I'll launch something. And in reality, go with your idea and test it. Right away, you'll know if there's going to be traction for it or not. Mm-hmm. And you have nothing to lose. You're not building these massive year-long masterminds and then having a hard time not feeling them. You're taking five days and you're doing a five-day challenge if you know how to do it, <laughs> but it's going to immediately tell you if there's market for that. And if your market, if it's something that your market wants. Oh, yes. Well, and you know, I've been through your training, highly, highly recommended. I still, that's the next big thing on my list. I mean, I call it big because it feels big to me. I'm still intimidated by Facebook working mm-hmm. on it, but I I've done well on LinkedIn. Like I know how to connect on LinkedIn and use that well for my business. I've still got to figure out Facebook land. But the speed to market that you're talking about, the ability to like really play with an idea and get that instantaneous feedback, I think is just genius. And we all, I think, could benefit from being more experimental, more playful in our businesses. Yeah. And there's also a part like was, again, if we're talking about the five-day challenges, it's really low cost, low tech, mm-hmm. and you don't need to have anything in place. You can run a whole entire challenge for like under 10 bucks versus if you're creating a program and if you're creating like a big marketing launch, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes six months to even get to a point where you even talk to a human being because we kind of get stuck in the development and process of creation, the content versus going yes. and talking to people and making that offer right away. So for me, five-day challenge is the easiest, simplest, like it's almost like a no threshold way of testing your ideas. Mm. Well, you've heard it here, folks. If you have not yet considered a five-day challenge, I highly recommend that you check out Alina's work. Alina, where do you like to connect with folks? Um, the easiest way is go to my Facebook group, business owners who think big, find it, join it, because anything that I do will 
I'll always let you know about there. Like, I mean, you can join my list. There's a whole bunch of free gifts. There's lots of ways of doing it. So if you want to be really connected with me, is join my Facebook group. This is where I run all of my five-day challenges. This year, we're doing five of them. Next year, we might even do more. Like anything I do in my business, we start with a challenge. So if I want to fill a life event, we do a five-day challenge. If mm-hmm. I want to fill a program, we do a five-day challenge. Uh, if I want to launch a book, I'll do a five-day challenge. If I want to get one-on-one clients, I'll do a five-day challenge. So anything like to me, it's the easiest and fastest marketing tool to gather everybody who's interested in that topic and then lead them through, here's the next step here's the next step. So you'll find out about everything we have going on. So that would be way number one. Way number two is go grab the copy of my book, Teach Your Expertise. And there's going to be a link to get a whole bunch of gifts mm-hmm. that come with the book. And again, you're going to be connected with me that way as well. Oh, that's awesome. So for folks listening, be sure to check out the show notes. They're going to live at legalwebsitewarrior.com forward slash podcast. Find Alina's episode. Um, Oh, Alina, I mean, there's so many resources there, even in those two links. And for people that haven't yet been inside your Facebook group, a lot happens there. Mm -hmm. A lot of interaction, a lot of exchanges, a lot of teaching. So I highly recommend it. Two questions before we sign off. One, you've done lots of amazing work. I mean, you've really done some phenomenal things. What is one thing that you're still working on in your own business? Oh, I think my... uh biggest struggle or biggest Mm. I'm still next challenge next challenge Mm -hmm. yes is the uh, building the team and Mm. trusting my team and outsourcing more things to my team (laughs) oh we should chat about that right I I know I do have an amazing team we have six coaches in our team we have like two or three people working on more admin side of the business and I still feel that sometimes I do those like three dollars an hour jobs. (laughs) Yes, you're working too much. I can relate. This is something that's like easier to do it than outsource. So that is definitely something I need to. So I need to become more of a leader. I need to become Mm. more of a CEO versus being the the day to day operation. So that's Mm -hmm. definitely one of my next steps is separating myself a little bit more, not from teaching, not from Mm -hmm. touching people and from interacting. Yes. Yes. But more from like, hey, I need to set up a page. I can right now it's like, hey, let me go set up a page. Isn't that, I know. And for me, like I have, there's a very impatient side to my personality where if I, if I know how to do the thing and I want it done in like 10 minutes, right. It becomes cumbersome, but it's just the reality of like, you have to outsource, outsource, even if things yes. take a little longer to free up your time. So yeah, I See, can definitely relate to that. For me, it's more, more planning ahead because I have mm. so many ideas that I go through and sometimes they change on like a five, like five minutes before. So I might already have a page or I might already have something. I'm like, oh, I have this bright idea and it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to implement Shiny it right object, now. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit of that. So number, it's being like more of a leadership skill. So how to mm-hmm. manage a team would just hire two more people on our team. So the team was growing. So it's for me kind of like, where am I letting go or where I'm trusting, mm-hmm. which I'm becoming way better than I was. And the second thing is more planning ahead. So I can make their lives easier versus they have to be on the whim. Like, Hey, we're changing everything by the way. <laughs> I get it. So I get those it. Well, that's an exciting spot to be at. Um, yes. And then the final question is, what what do you want to leave listeners with today? So for folks who have been with us so far, you know, either a piece of advice and action they can take, what do you want to leave listeners with? Uh, I'll probably, I would love to leave you with two pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. Like if you are 
not quite where you need to be in business, if you're not quite reached that success, I think there's two pieces that really propelled me forward. So number one is having a mentor, like having a coach, having a mentor, having somebody who's already created what you're trying to create has a proven track and they have a method, a system, a blueprint. Because yes, you can get there on your own, but if you want to shortcut your path, Follow somebody who knows what they're doing, somebody you trust, somebody has proven success and reach the results that you want to reach. Not just teaching about that, but actually doing it and living it. And um, so you can see exactly how it's working right now in their mm-hmm. everyday life. So that's number one, because I would not be where I am right now if I didn't invest in myself some really high ticket prices, um, which were super scary, which were like, mm. ah, I've never spent that much money before, but it's really saved me like easily five to 10 years of getting where I am right now mm. because of those shortcuts, because you can learn from their mistakes and they're going to tell you exactly what your next steps look like, what to avoid and what to focus on. That is number one advice. And number two, you don't need to be anything other than you are right now to create a super successful business. You're already an expert. You already have that unique voice and it's everything. It's your style. It's your humor. It's your expertise. Don't try to chase for a unique idea. There's mm. pretty much no unique ideas and you don't need to tr- figure out how to stand out because there's no other human being on planet earth who has your experience, your expertise, your background, your stories and your style and who you are, like that essence that you bring into this, your gifts, your talents, your um, everything that makes you you. So that's what makes you stand out. So don't chase for a unique idea because uniqueness comes from who you are and don't wait for a sign that you're ready. You are ready right now. And there's people right now in this world who need you, who can only get that transformation from you. So they're waiting for you. So make sure you don't sit in your home and hide and think. So go out there and share your gifts. Oh, that last, that last one is my favorite. I mean, yes to the business mentorship. And number two, just that piece about like, you're ready. There's no, there's nothing else that you need to do. If you have the idea, you're ready. You just have to move. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Even if you don't have an idea, just start moving true. and the idea will find you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Even if you don't have the path, yes, you don't have to understand the how. Mm-hmm. Oh, Alina, I'm so grateful to get to spend time with you. You have, I mean, I feel like we've awesome. like touched the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. There's so much more, but this was so amazing and you've shared so many. Um, great stories and examples from your own journey, from other people's. I I know that folks that are listening to this are going to really feel inspired to take action and to stop doing the self-talk that keeps, right, keeps us playing small or keeps us yes. not taking the step because, I mean, you've done it in a big way. And I, I really, really love the piece of your journey about bringing all of your brilliance and expertise and your whole self to your business. And I hope people leave with that. Thank you again. I can't wait to connect with you soon. Yes, so great to have you. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Guts, Grit, and Great Business Podcast. We hope that we've added a little fuel to your tank, some coffee to your cup, and pep in your step to keep you moving forward in your own great adventures. For key takeaways, links to any resources mentioned in today's show and more, see the show notes, which can be found at legalwebsitewarrior.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and if you enjoyed today's conversation, please give us some stars and a review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so others will find us too. 
Keep up the great work you are doing in the world, and we'll see you next week.